Welcome to another exciting podcast episode of the Decline and Fall of America. I am Charles Factor, your worldwide podcasting host, broadcasting live from the Holly Springs studios in the great state of North Carolina. Today, we have an interesting and fascinating subject for discussion. We're going to be talking about how the public schools have collapsed in America. And I'll be using an example, an article in Forbes newspaper, Forbes, Forbes Online, it's called Forbes.com, that talks about one state in particular, Illinois, as an example, and it provides statistics and data and information about the performance of those schools. And these are public schools, and so I think you'll find it interesting because a lot of kids, including my own, went to public schools, and you want to know, well, how are they performing? What, you know, what are the metrics? What are the statistics, the data? How are they doing with all this money that's being spent on the public schools? Are we getting anything good out of it? Well, this article will talk about it, and we'll talk about it afterwards. But I'd like to point one thing out before I start reading the article, which is this. We have never spent more money than we currently are on the public schools. You'll see that in this article. We are at record high spending levels. And yet the results we're having are the worst in United States history. So at the same time, we're spending more money than ever before on public school students. We're getting the worst results we have ever had. That would basically indicate that funding is not an issue in the present collapse of the public school system in the United States. So just bear that in mind as I read you this article from Forbes.com. You can find it online. Um, and the article is called The Promise That Never Was. And I'm not going to read the entire article. It's very long. I'm just going to read excerpts of it. But you can find it online and read the entire thing if you want to. So here's part of the article. Quote, three years later, less than 16% of Chicago public schools, 300,000 minority students can read at grade level, including only 11% of black students and only 17% of Latino students. In 2021, 100% of the Chicago public school teachers were evaluated as being excellent or proficient by an administrator. Qu quote, continuing, if our public educational system is graduating students who cannot read and our internal assessments are validating the teachers as being excellent or proficient, we need to do better. Quote, I've taught in hundreds of public high schools, and teachers are rarely the issue. Contrary to what you may read, the vast majority of teachers care deeply about the students. The issue is a system that fails to hold itself accountable. The status quo pits the parents against the educators because it's easier to attach a face to our frustration. Culture wars have effectively demonized the job of being a teacher, but in reality, great teachers should receive our highest praise. Instead of scoring political points talking about banning books or closing charter schools, we need to focus on literacy and student outcomes. Because in the words of Chris Gossie-Worrell, uh, quote, every book is banned when our students can't read. Continuing the article... Chicago Public Schools, this is a quote, Chicago Public Schools spent nearly $30,000 a year per student, up more than 70% since 2008. It's the highest spending of any state in the Midwest with the highest teacher salaries in the region. 
and the largest median pension benefit in the country at $2.9 million per teacher. That's just for their pension. Quote, we've arrived at this situation because our leaders have prioritized increasing budgets instead of increasing the student learning. Rarely do we hear about the need for independent teacher evaluations that could actually show the teachers where to improve. Instead of exploring educational alternatives or supporting innovation, our leaders make endless solicitations for more funding. Quote, we never talk about aligning this funding with student enrollment. So the bureaucracy continues to flourish while the teachers are underpaid in the classroom. The past legislative sessions, which our leaders went to in Springfield, Illinois, decided not to renew the tax credit that offered families an educational alternative. Then they scrapped a program which cost less than 1% of the state's K-12 budget, despite 71% of black voters and 81% of Hispanic voters supporting the Invest in the Kids tax credits. It was discarded. So were economic opportunity scholarships that provided students and parents with a way out of the underperforming public school system. Quote, Illinois doesn't need more educational money. No state in the country has grown its spending more in the past decade, and the money has not translated into greater student outcomes. By avoiding accountability, we've institutionalized the self-serving relationship with the primary goal of protecting the status quo, a status quo in which the Chicago Public Schools self-reports that 89% of its students are on track to graduate and 100% of its teachers are excellent and or competent, but less than 25% of its students are able to read. The biggest victims are the students, and the second are actually the teachers, the teachers who entered the educational system to make a difference in the students' lives, but who then become bogged down in a vast web of bureaucracy. And what we're left with is a $38 billion system that compensates itself handsomely for the glowing results of self-administered evaluations, a system where the leaders have the audacity to attack educators who have dedicated their lives to improving outcomes for students. It's a system where parents have no choice but to send their children to the failing schools. And it goes on from there. So you can read the article online in Forbes.com. But you get the idea. Basically, what you've got is you've got a system that's spending $30,000 per student. You can get a college education for that. And, and less than 25% of the students can read, which means more than 75% of the students cannot read by the time they graduate from high school. That's just in Chicago. I mean, that's a train wreck of a system. And the teachers, according to the article, are the highest paid teachers in the entire Midwest. And 100% of the teachers are being evaluated as being outstanding and competent. Well, boy, is that ever a disconnect. You have the highest paid teachers spending in a system that's spending $30,000 per student, which is ridiculously high. And then you have a system where 75% of the students graduating cannot read what is an educational system for? If, if not, its primary goal should be to create a literate workforce. What future do people have if they are illiterate when they graduate from high school? What value does a high school diploma have if people who have a high school diploma can't read? How are they going to be employed? How are they going to do any job? 
How are they going to be able to navigate life when everything is now going online on computers, on the internet? And they can't even read. So if they can't read, they can't use a computer. 75% of the Chicago public school students, when they graduate from high school, are not proficient in reading. So you can bet they're probably not doing so well in math either, right? Probably pretty similar results there too. Well, if you can't do math and you can't read and write, how do you get by in this world? How are you productive? How do you end up anywhere other than prison? You know, and, and, and yet the teachers are being evaluated as competent. Now, you may say, well, you may think, well, maybe these students can't learn. You may think, well, these students are so dumb that it's not possible for the greatest teachers, these 100% competent, excellent teachers, they're just not able to teach these kids because these t- kids are unable to learn. Well, if that's the case, and it might be, then we have bigger problems on our hand. Why are they even in school? If the kids are unable to learn, why are they sitting in a classroom for 12 years? If the educational system is spending $30,000 per student on these kids, and if you think they are unable to learn, then they don't belong in school. They belong doing something else, maybe learning a trade. You know, maybe, maybe they should learn to work in a factory or work on a farm, if, if that's the case. But if you think, if you think that they're capable of learning, but they're not learning, well, what does that tell you about the actual quality of the teachers in, for example, the Chicago public schools? If you believe that these kids have the capacity to learn, but they're not learning, what does that tell you about the educational system? Not just in the Chicago public schools, but this is true of every major metropolitan area in the nation, Baltimore, Cleveland, Los Angeles, Atlanta, all of them. If you look deep, if you drill down, you'll find that all of the public school systems in major metropolitan areas are failing, and yet they have the highest levels of public funding in American history. If we're getting the worst results and we're paying the most for the worst results, why perpetuate this system? Why not change it? Why not reform it? Why not allow kids to go to private schools or charter schools or to learn online? If they're not learning in the public schools, why are we paying $30,000 a year to keep them there? I ask you, a nation that cannot educate its own citizens is not a functional nation, is it? Is that functional? Is that going to lead to anything good? Does anyone benefit when their neighbors the people driving in the car next to them, the people in the workplace, the people taking their orders at McDonald's and Burger King, working in the factories, driving trucks, if they cannot read, if they can't do basic math, if they cannot function in society, well, that means you and I and everyone else that can function, we're paying for them. We're going to end up paying for them there for their entire lives, whether they're in prison or not. Illiteracy benefits nobody. So when you have a failing system, that then evaluates its own teachers and says 100% of them are great, which is what you have in the Chicago public schools, at what point do you just close the system down? At what point do you sit there and go, this is not working for anybody? Now, maybe it's working for the teachers. They are the highest paid in the Midwest. Really? If you had a company that you had to run and your company was getting the worst results possible, a bakery, who gets terrible rate, no customers, no, no good products, your bakery, nobody wants to buy them, nobody wants to eat them because you don't know how to bake. 
then would you pay your bakers the highest salaries in the entire region? Does any of this make any sense other than we're just throwing good money after bad? I ask you, is this not a very clear sign of the decline and fall of America? I'm Charles Factor, your worldwide podcasting host, broadcasting live worldwide from the very famous and beautiful Holly Springs Studios in the great state of North Carolina, wishing you a great day.